You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi guys, I'm Prasad Banerjee and I write about tech at Mint. And this is Techcentra, a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths. To most of our younger listeners, the name Hindustan Computers Limited would probably mean nothing. But HCL is the company that was born back in 1970 and it's one of the biggest companies that India has ever created. In this episode, we are talking to Ajay Chaudhary who was one of the six founders that HCL had back in those days. And little do people know, HCL originally started as a hardware manufacturer. Yes, it's one of the biggest IT services firms in the world today. But HCL's original goal was to build laptops, build hardware and so on. And Ajay Chaudhary retired from HCL back in 2010, at which point he sort of disappeared from the scene for a while and then he again returned quite recently as India started talking about hardware once again. So in this episode we're talking to Mr. Chaudhary about his new book which is called Just Aspire. And we're also talking to a man who knows the history of India's technological developments. And hence there's a lot of history involved in what he's talking about. Ajay also mentions how our education systems need to change in order to promote hardware manufacturing and how India becomes what he calls a product nation. There's some news in here as well because he is also part of the India Semiconductor Mission which approves the proposals that are coming for our upcoming chip fabs. It's an interesting episode. You should give it a listen. Ajay sir welcome to Etcetera. This is the first time we have you here. Thanks good, a lot for joining. Good to see you. Yeah, feel too. So, you know, I wanted to start here. I in 2010 you left HCL. You sort of took a break, you disappeared from the scene. And then when sort of this government started the entire manufacturing agenda, we again saw you return, right? I want to talk about the part in between. What was your thinking then? What is your thinking now? How did you return? And so on. So, basically, when I was uh, leaving HCL, there were a few things in my mind. and the first most important thing was that i wanted to contribute back to startups so very early when indian angel network was being set up the founders had asked me to join it but then i was so busy with hcl that i just didn't have the time so moment i was leaving hcl just before that i joined indian angel network and started investing into startups and my whole objective was that I'll keep investing and in mentoring startups. So that was my first area that I wanted to contribute. The second area that I had uh, worked on was uh, education. So at that time I was the founder chairman of Hyderabad IIT and I wanted to create a very different IIT because I had the opportunity to work with a fantastic director. and we felt that we needed to create an iit which is different from others and uh, hence uh, we sort of looked at two things which were very critical in my mind one was that typically from an iit you get nerds who come out we didn't wa- i we didn't want nerds coming out of this yeah. iit yeah and the second thing was that all of the iit guys are looking for jobs our thinking was that how can we create jobs rather than look for jobs so two things we did we started a minor in entrepreneurship for the first time in an iit in india and i started teaching there 
and for the first 6 7 years i taught the initial uh, uh, first class of the entrepreneurship program which is introduction to entrepreneurship and the second thing that we did was that we created a range of subjects which we wanted students to work on so that they just didn't remain single minded mechanical engineers so some of it was like music dance theater literature uh, astrology uh, you know all these kind of subjects we created and these were credit oriented subjects so they got a credit when they actually did these subjects otherwise mm-hmm. Yeah. the kids don't want to do anything which is not giving them credit yeah so that strategy worked very very well and that's how i did the second piece and following that uh, uh, i got an opportunity to start triple uh, it in uh, raipur where the government came and said we are starting something new can we uh, can you help us so uh, again i was appointed chairman of triple it in uh, raipur and i got it started from scratch so I hired the director got it going and uh, that's really what i was doing <laughs> all those years and uh, definitely i kept an ear to the ground on what was happening in electronics because that is my favorite area for so many years where i've contributed to the country and i felt that uh, things will start to change when the new government comes in mm. and interestingly uh, 2014 just before the new government came in there was a meeting called by narendra modi and with data quest and where he wanted us to tell him what should be done for india in mm. terms of technology so i sort of made a presentation on hardware and i said that this is the opportunity and we must go and seize it and that's how you know whole thing started from there and then Hmm. Uh, you know one thing led to the other and more and more has started happening in electronics yeah. let me let me quickly ask you here when hcl first started when the six of you started hcl right the plan was to build an hardware build yeah, a hardware yeah, company yeah. you went to singapore you set yeah, up yeah, manufacturing yeah. for a while if i'm not wrong you were in china as well right i used to sell and, we used to sell system integration in china yeah, yeah. and then uh, eventually it became that big it services company and the others came up and all of that right yeah. and here we are again uh, more than maybe 20 years later 2 3 decades later and we are again saying hardware right we failed once we didn't do it what's changed now why are we again going after hardware you see uh, i think uh, mistakenly the country assumed that if you are in the services business and software services business it's very profitable and it'll continue to grow no doubt about that but we overlook the fact that electronics is really part of everything you can think of there is no product that doesn't have electronics true maybe a toothbrush but even the new toothbrushes might have a microwave also electric yeah so lots and lots of things have electronics and the government overlooked the fact that we needed semiconductors as well as electronics to be focused on and i had written many years ago which was something that every uh, bureaucrat and minister repeated that the oil, the electronic import bill will become higher than the oil import bill it all depends on the price of oil at a particular time but really the whole objective was to open their mind to looking at electronics very deeply and uh, therefore 
very very clearly what's happened in the in the last 5 to 7 years is that again there has been a lot of emphasis around electronics and therefore it's a very good news that we today have a government that is really really focused on electronics not in areas that i think it should be but still it's there we'll 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 come back to electronics but you know in between we have had robotics startups in india we have had hardware startups we have had in india but i i think other than maybe boat we haven't had a really successful hardware startup from india right and you just wrote a book just aspire and from the the amount of the book i have gone through so far you're basically telling people that look you need to have that aspiration correct uh, a before r is i think correct. your analogy a is greater than r right? yeah. a is a is greater than r yeah so do you think that that has been a problem with indian hardware startups that they probably do not have that aspiration or they probably think too small i don't think that's the only reason the reason is that uh, everybody got carried away with the software story including the government including the startups everybody and they all felt that if they are either in the services business or the product business in software that's the place to be Hmm. but they didn't realize how big the electronics market in india is hmm. alone hmm. so you know everybody knows that in the next 3 to 4 years our plan in india is going to be that we should be a 400 billion industry hmm. now is that's not small in any manner hmm. and even if when you compare it with software the size is large so this is something that the startups had no view on how to uh, you know look at hardware the second very critical aspect of all of this is that in no institute in the country in electronics you are taught how to make a product yeah and that is a very big weakness mm. so that's something we need to even correct today there are no btech courses in vlsi design and btech courses in electronics with product focus they don't exist yeah. last year we started to do some work from epic which is my foundation mm. and we went to uh, the various uh, uh, you know organizations who actually look at creating this and aict we went to them they have now adopted vlsi design as part of a btech program mm. but i also want them to make a change in terms of adding product design mm. to a btech course mm. and this is where hardware startups haven't really taken off because nobody's taught how to make a product yeah So, what does that entail? Making a product. We we used to have these maker villages. Hyderabad has quite a few yeah. tinkerer maker yeah, villages yeah, yeah. and yeah, all of that, yeah, right? And yeah, but yeah. they haven't made it big. You see, what's happened is that it's just a question of a intention to do something, and just about just maker villages alone don't make products. Hmm. We need much more knowledge. Hmm. You see, take a take any product. What do you need to know? You need to know. uh design for bomb that is you must design in such a manner that you're not outpriced mm. then you need design for manufacturing so that you can actually manufacture that product then you need design for service so that you can service that product mm. and then you need design for environment you mm. got to make sure that you don't leave e waste around so all these issues are not something that are there in any curriculum mm. these are some things like say in hcl Hmm. we created this inside our organization hmm. and we had the capability to do these things and that's how we created products hmm. it's not that indian products didn't exist indian products existed till about 15 odd years ago hmm. till such time the wto kicked in zero duty kicked in 
you know whole bunch of companies got destroyed india was not prepared yeah. to accept global brands yeah. and so in the last 10 to 15 years all our indian brands have vanished and the chinese have taken over mm-hmm. so that's the situation yeah people have been making products in india long long ago even when hcl started there were at least 30 40 brands in electronics in different areas yeah and they existed till about 15 20 years ago hmm. but they're all gone hmm. so i think we need to redo all this hmm. and create a ecosystem which will encourage product design hmm. and product making hmm. even when you look at a company like boat when they started they went and picked up the product from china and branded it yeah but nothing bad about it because they at least got a brand going and now they're this going to be designing and manufacturing in india their their manufacturing has already started but design is going to be happening so i am talking to them and encouraging them to do design in india so that we can actually create products here hmm. do you think those uh, in in the original days of hcl right the the license raj time the big problem was always you have to be this big company or with big funding and you get your license then those issues have been solved those are also those are no those, those don't exist anymore because those days the challenge also was money was not available yeah so today money is available mm. however if you look at the hardware startups mm. the vc still don't pro- provide money for hardware startups mm. that's a major change we need to bring around mm. so to overcome this many years ago i had recommended that we set up a electronic development fund which was set up it was supposed to be a 10000 crore fund mm. out of which only 2000 crores happened yeah but that was given to canbank to start the electronic development fund and from there they invested into about seven or eight vcs mm. who then invested into startups yeah so some bit of that has happened mm. parallelly to this meti came up with this whole idea of setting up electropreneur parks in the country in association with some uh, organizations like IESA hmm. so one big one was set up at delhi university which i have been mentoring hmm. and you'll be you'll be surprised that in the last 5 to 6 years they created 50 products and 55 patents hmm. so these kind of things are possible but hmm. a clear change that we need to bring around is this whole thinking about making india a product nation Hmm. in terms of hardware we have hmm. done it in software hmm. we now need to move and do it in hardware and that's my main area that i'm working on with my foundation because i want to see india move towards being a product nation hmm. so you know so- sometimes when i talk to these younger entrepreneurs who are probably trying to do robotics or or even consumer products for that matter their biggest concern always is look nobody gives us money nobody believes in us i know my product is good but everybody is telling me there's no roi or there's no scalability and all of that right so where it it seems like it has become a chicken and egg problem right is is it a chicken and egg problem is it you know the- it's been that it's not that it's absolutely zero uh like this lovely company called miko Okay, they have created a beautiful product for the consumer market. It's totally designed and developed in India with huge bunch of software. Hmm. So I think all of this is possible if people are willing to take the risk. Mm-hmm. And what is now happening is that very clearly the government has realized that if we do not make products in India, how are we going to feed the semiconductor plant? Yeah. We don't have any brands. Mm-hmm. So unless there are Indian brands. you can't have the, the demand uh, for semiconductors in india hmm got it you 
since you brought up semiconductors right whatever we do in semiconductors going forward sometimes we hear that the demand will come from overseas you just said that the demand has to come from india right how do these plants really get that demand going today then we don't have the product companies in india today right and to set up say a vedanta or whoever is setting up they have to today get some orders in to say that yes i'll go do the work so where will it come from you see it's a critical aspect of creating a semiconductor ecosystem you need to create the plants Hmm. you also need to design chips in india yeah you also need to make products all three need to work together so the missing piece was product still now so i have had a discussion with different parts of the government hmm. and i have given them a white paper on why india should be a product nation hmm. and this has now been adopted by meti okay. and meti has now set up a task force with 10 very top people of the industry to actually create a pathway towards a product nation and i think as that sort of progresses in the next 6 to 12 months you should see a a strategy coming out of the government on what they will give as support system for creating products in india and i think startups have to be a very major part of it mm-hmm. one of the things that i believe very strongly is that we need to create the same ecosystem that china has China has this ecosystem of large number of design companies and product companies and manufacturing companies. We need all three. We have manufacturing companies happening today. Very few product companies and hardly any design uh, companies. So around education and research institutes we need to create what are what I call as design and startup villages. pretty much like what mit did imperial did all of them created mm. working together with education institutions mm. because professors are required to actually make sure that the that the startups are really creating a correct product with lot of technology knowledge mm. and also some of the research students from phd students should actually work within startups to help them and also gain practical knowledge of how products are created hmm. so an experiment like this we started in the electropreneur park in De- delhi university many years ago hmm. but somehow delhi university never got deeply involved hmm. so recently we moved that uh, electropreneur park into triple it delhi and in triple it delhi there is total acceptance from chairman director and the faculty to actually work towards creating this startup and design village so this is something that is now an experiment that we've already started through epic and we are helping them set it up hmm. and our thinking is that around triple it already there are so many startups which have come as a result of the electropreneur park we should have 50 to 100 startups come up there we should have at least 5 to 10 design companies come up there and that will create the ecosystem for hardware to take off got it. got it but when we talk about the epic foundation right we we have a bunch of industry bodies within the hardware and software ecosystem in india right what is the epic foundation's goal then what how is the epic foundation different are you focusing mostly on this kind of work the students and epic foundation was created as a not for profit hmm. number one so we don't have any vested interest i'm not representing hewlett packard or i'm not representing acer i'm representing nobody i am representing india mm. 
my whole objective of epic foundation was to recreate the product area for india and that's what we, we are after making india product nation is the objective of epic foundation so to do that we have basically started to look at eight or 10 products that typically are bought in large numbers in the government hmm. so we said okay we'll do some initial interventions to and to show to people that it can be done so for example we picked up a tablet and we hmm. said large amount of tablets are bought by education all over the country both by state governments and central government what happens today in those tablets is that they are not upgradable not serviceable not they don't last more than one and a half to two years yeah and if we are going to buy a large number of tablets for students in class 4 class 5 class 6 etc why do we need the more latest mm. so we want the the concept has to change of our thinking our thinking of the whole western world is to buy and throw mm. that's not the indian culture indian culture is buy and keep mm. and see as long as they can use it Hmm. So our strategy in developing a tablet in India, working with a design company in in, in Gurgaon, is to create a tablet which is long life and also repairable, upgradable and repairable. Hmm. So that at least four to five years cycle you get hmm. from the product. So that's one intervention that we have made. The other intervention that we have made is that when we started to look at uh, LED bulbs. we make led bulbs in crores 80 odd crores of we make just 12 watt bulbs yeah so what intervention can we make so we looked at a particular driver chip that is required there and that driver chip is fully imported from china single source so the manufacturers told us that if you can make this chip in india then we will be willing to buy and if you give us the same price and the same specifications So we talked to all the ten big manufacturers, got them to aggregate their demand, and give that demand to one of the companies that we identified who will do the packaging of the chip in India. So what we have done is that with the packaging company, we went to a startup to design the chip. That design work has started, and we expect that design work to be completed in the next two to three months. After that, the wafers we There's no plant in India at the moment, so we'll have to import the wafers. But after that, the packaging can be will be done in India. Hmm. So we expect that by first quarter, second quarter next year, this chip will be available to these companies. Hmm. And can you imagine 80 crore chips will be produced? So these are the kind of interventions that we are wanting to do, where we are saying product to chip. We we should identify areas hmm. where we can use our strengths as a country for design, hmm. and we can actually. make a change towards making it more indian hmm. so in chips for example you you just said we don't have a plant yet and of course it's in the works uh, i know you're also part of the national semiconductor mission right we expected something to happen by march we expected the approvals and all to come at least but here we are in june and doesn't seem to have moved right and uh, you know it better than me there are a lot of naysayers in this place who still don't believe india will be able to do chips specifically right what's your thinking on that why don't we have the you know clearances you see this whole naysayers have been around for last 20 30 years since the time i started talking about it i talked about making semiconductors 20 years ago and i wrote it in my report also to the government and 
I also told them and in one of my interviews with Mint also I had said that one of the persons in intelligence committee in America made this big statement and he said the next wars will be fought with semiconductors it's true it's going to happen now if as a large country like india with china nibbling at our borders if we don't have a semiconductor industry we are asking for trouble hmm. yeah, so that's part one i think issue of not doing doesn't exist anymore the ism is very clear that they want to make it happen hmm. and the initial uh, proposals that came to ism were evaluated very deeply by the global indians who are part of the of the committee hmm. who are looking at this and in every proposal i think they had some issues they have been advising them on how to improve their proposals and that's been going on for hmm. a while hmm. the challenge of deciding this time is become much bigger because today 50% is going to be paid by a central government 20% is going to be paid by a state government 70% of the capex will be actually paid by india yeah so taking the decision is like a very it's a minefield mm-hmm. so people in the government are going slow because they want to ensure that every the ducks are lined up perfectly if one is out of line they won't take the decision mm-hmm. and that's why it's taking long mm-hmm. but i think that's the right approach to take because we must make sure that our first few plants are absolutely successful and not only they should be making the product they should be able to sell the product hmm. so the government has to look at the business plan of all these companies yeah. in that business plan do you have they have a sales strategy do we have a proper packaging strategy how are they going to actually make the final product hmm. so all those things are being looked at and i think you should see some decisions but not anywhere less than another 2 to 3 months hmm. it will happen hmm. and i think what will also happen is that now the government has opened the doors and said whoever wants to come can come hmm. i believe there's more interest now so i think th- things will look better as we go forward in the next 2 to 4 months hmm. what are the key issues now with setting up chip plants and all are uh, we've we've spoken about this before that these old things that we talked about right india doesn't have water and yeah yeah wo sab bigar ki baat all of the all Those of that all is possible done, right so where are we today what are the issues we we're trying to sort out today no i think in in any proposal that the government gets there are three or four very critical issues number one funding hmm. number two customer acquisition hmm. number three management quality hmm. number four technology hmm. and number five experience in manufacturing hmm. all these must come together see a plant of of a silicon plant break even is not less than 20 years yeah so therefore it's very critical that you have an organization or a group that will actually make have the staying power to make it happen yeah and that makes it a very tough decision because they have to evaluate this and you know they've got finance guys they've got all kinds of people in that committee yeah and therefore i'm sure that they will be able to evaluate and tell each and every one of them where they are short in terms of their uh, solution 
got it. You know, even if, let's say, I mean, in, in the unlikely scenario that tomorrow the government okays a plant, right? The plant won't start in the next five years. It's yeah, yeah, gonna, it'll take four to five years. If it's a silicon plant. Exactly. But if it's a compound semiconductor plant, in one to two years. One to two years, yeah. But what is this part of the entire hardware story that we can do quickly and we can start working on it? Is, is it the companies like Boat? Or you see, this is where what I have suggested in my white paper to the government is that let's identify 500 products, which we are importing in huge numbers. So if we know what is the import uh, value today of those products, those 100 products we should identify and go after them in the beginning and then go to another 400, 500 products. Step by step, we should start making products in India. See, till yesterday, anybody who went to China, uh, wanted a product, went to China, got it designed, got it manufactured, brought it, labeled it and sold it, hmm. which is what both did in the beginning. Yeah. But that's not where we should be tomorrow because there's a trust deficit with China today. Yeah. And as a result, it's a great opportunity for India to occupy that position of a product nation. And I think number one is to make this whole program happen and number two, we need also alliances. Mm-hmm. And a very big ally in this whole effort can be Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Because Taiwan helped create China as a product nation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't have formal relations with Taiwan, but we can do business-to-business relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to encourage a very strong relationship with Taiwan to be able to have a country partner who can actually help us in terms of creating this whole product piece on its own got it got it when you look at the ecosystem today right can you can you draw a parallel to what it was when you guys started with hcl and those computers uh, hindustan computers limited to to most of our people who listen to podcasts today if we tell them hindustan computers limited they probably don't even know it's hcl right? uh, yeah. uh, they probably haven't even seen those laptops uh, could you draw a parallel to those days and today what how is product making different there's no, nothing much has changed in making products. Really, what has changed from then to now is then there were no tools to make products. Hmm. Today, you have all the simulation tools to do the product development whole lot faster. Hmm. In those days, we used to actually make motherboards with wires hanging around all over the place. And they were called breadboard models. Yeah. You don't need all that anymore. Hmm. You just need to be clear as to what you want to make and use, using simulation tools and design tools, there are very advanced design tools available for electronics today. Mm. Whether they are from, you know, Mentor Graphics and a whole bunch of these companies. Mm. And that's, your process of design has dramatically changed from then to now. Mm. And the second thing is that those days when we started, no import of technology was allowed. Today you are allowed any, any piece of technology. Mm. And the third piece that's happened is that today's hardware is a lot of software. Yeah. And therefore... Our strengths of software can be utilized to make hardware. Hmm. Got it. And this will all have to start from our college level. Yes. And the other thing that I think as a country, we need to look at very strongly is that we need to move away from low value added area to high value added area. Conceptually in everything we do. Hmm. So if you look at manufacturing of electronics today, low value added. But if we actually design and make components in India, do value addition in India, you will get higher margins. Hmm. 
टूडे हार्ड यू नो मैन्युफैक्चरिंग मार्जिन फोर परसेंट फाइव परसेंट इन मोमेंट यू मेक प्रोडक्ट योर मार्जिन विल गो अपू थर्टी फोर्टी परसेंट द सेम थिंग इज ट्रू वेदर यू लुक एट सॉफ्टवेयर सॉफ्टवेयर वी स्टार्टेड लॉन्ग गो इन टू सर्विसेस दोज द मार्जिन लुक एट वॉट्स एपन टू मार्जिन टूडे फ्रॉम द थर्टी फोर्टी परसेंट सिक्स एट ईयर्स गो यू आर डाउन टू नाइनटीन परसेंट एवरेज मार्जिन सो यू आर इन द commodity business now yeah as far as services is concerned in the last 10 years we have moved from the commodity business to creating india as a software product nation that's happened very very well hmm. and so there are lots of products that are there today and a beautiful public digital uh, infrastructure that we have created like upi etc etc so we've been very successful as a country in creating products hmm. in software we now need to do the same in every area you can think of it's not just electronics hmm. you look at i mean uh, we are the largest uh, diamond cutting uh, industry in the world hmm. but where is the money the money is in making the making the machine who makes the machine china makes the machine you see so yeah. value addition is there not here yeah that's the change as a country we need to do to move away from low value added to high value added hmm. how long do you see all of this taking do you do you Uh, when you make the sort of proposals to the government, or the, rather the recommendations that you make to the governments and all, how long do you see it taking for all of this entire ecosystem to be set up? I think in the next uh, three to five years, we should be well on our way to be a hardware product nation, and in the next ten years, we should be also working on making a semiconductor product nation. Hmm. See, because you look at which is the highest value. Company out there today, Nvidia. Nvidia, yeah. One trillion dollar company. Yeah. It's a chip product company. Yeah. We don't have anything like this here. Mm. We need to create a micro Nvidia, if nothing else. Mm. And we need to make semiconductor products in addition to electronic products. Mm. And that's where we should take the country. But do you don't you think that those those core IPs that US owns the fact that Qualcomm and you know all of these companies are in the US even ARM is a British company today right these these IPs are not easy to break and make I agree out. with you but what stops us from being part of creating the standard hmm. you see when you look at 5G or 4G we created the products hmm. look at what's happened recently 16 companies all startups got together to create a company organization called voice they created a complete 4g stack this 4g stack has been now tested by the government and they have now placed an order for 24000 crores on tatas who will do the full system integration of this whole stack it's like a software stack it's become a hardware stack for telecom 4G we got we came late 5G we are working but if you see for the first time we are part of the standards bodies of 6G we were never in thinking like that before we need to think like that we should be in 7G we should be in 8G and we should be part of the standards bodies and as we start to do things like that then we get recognized for something that we'll be able to create and who knows you might see us छोटा छोटा एनवीडिया हैपन और छोटा आम हैपन इन इंडिया टेन इयर्स लेटर 
but if we don't get started we won't get there yeah when they do a lot of their r and d here and yes. we do I mean, have people that don't know the number of products produced in india by the global companies are phenomenal today there's 38 million dollars of export taking place yeah. of design and engineering yeah. under nascom software numbers it are hidden somewhere mm. but 38 million are is a very small piece mm. as compared to the real value of those products mm. because they're only on a transfer price model yeah if they're not in the end price model the product gets made here the value gets added in america mm. I'll end with one last question. You work with a lot of these companies, right? You you work with virtual reality startups. You you worked with more than enough hardware companies. What are you telling them today when when the questions that we discussed all of these entrepreneurs have these questions, right? What is your advice that you're giving to them today? I think what I'm telling them is that now they will see a change in the way the government looks at it and the way Fine. Uh, you know, investors look at it. Things are changing. Today, you are getting a lot of investments into drones and space, and all of that is happening. Those changes are happening. I actually have uh, from IIN Fund. We have invested in a lovely uh, 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 sort of space tech company in Hyderabad called Truva. They would be looking at a valuation of between five hundred to a thousand crores in a couple of years. That's not bad. Yeah. you know so these kind of things are likely to happen and the more we do the more success will come hmm. it's just a question of now deciding that we want to do it hmm. ajay so thanks a lot for joining us on oh, etc good to talk to you good to talk to you and that's it for this week's episode please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover you can find me on instagram and twitter at undertaker Yes, you heard that right. That's U N T E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HT Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 